So today we're going to talk about little Nas X, the Satan shoes, and giving the devil a lap dance. Um, man, I never thought I'd be saying that. He's strong. First, right out of the gate, let's get this right. Uh, glorifying the devil is not cool. It's offensive to the gospel. And Satan and Satanism is not something that should be taken lightly. So not to mention that this video and the song isn't really all that good, but you know, who am I? Uh, the Bible talks a lot about spiritual darkness. Obviously God is light and apart from him, there is darkness. The scripture says, this is the message that we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. So there's really not much to say about this from a Christian perspective. To put it bluntly, this video or the song was designed to give us the proverbial middle finger. And that's what it is. In this, this time of viral media, this video has been marketed and spread like wildfire just to sell music, uh, the Satan shoes, uh, which supposedly have a drop of blood in the soul. Yes. Um, but I want to go a little deeper, though. Uh, little Nas X, who, whose government name is Montero, explains on his Instagram that he wrote this song to his former younger self by coming out as gay or queer. So if you haven't heard or seen anything about this, Lil Nas X is a musician, rapper, artist. I don't know, I feel like I'm getting old and starting to sound like my dad. You know, uh, that stuff ain't music, This that stuff is garbage. Back in my day, we had folks like Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Kumo D, none of this Lil Nas X stuff. <laughs> but anyway, this video by Lil Nas X is called Montero. Call me by your name. So in a nutshell, this video starts off with the imagery of him uh, in something like the Garden of Eden. He kisses a serpent, slides down the pole to hell, gives Satan a lab dance, stabs Satan's neck, and takes his horns. So it, it's crazy stuff. There's a ton of media outlets that are calling this groundbreaking and courageous. And I, I even think I saw somewhere that Lil Nas X said that since he's been told by Christians that his gay lifestyle will send him to hell, then he's just going to simply embrace it. But this makes me wonder a couple things. Uh, first, I wonder if he actually talked to a Bible-believing Christian and if they actually shared the gospel with him. I ask this because uh, I had a family tell me they were leaving the church because of the church's stance on something. However, they never came to me to have a conversation about this particular stance and what I thought about it. You know, they had heard about churches in general don't allow this or they think this way. And they just lumped me and the church that I pastor in with all of that without allowing me to first share what the gospel says and then share with them my heart on the matter. So it's possible that they would have come to the same conclusion, but at least they would have given me the grace and the chance to get all the cards out on the table to be able to explain. If Montero did talk to someone, I wonder how much love and grace they extended to him while having this conversation. In the media, 
Christians are more known for what they're against than what they're for. You know, Christians come out in full force to call others out. And now don't get me wrong, we do need to call out sin, but at the same time, we need to remember that we were once in the same boat. We like to quote from 1 Corinthians 6, where it says in verses 9 and 10, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. You see, we want to rail against everything and everyone included in that particular list. But if we read one more verse in verse 11, it says, and such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus uh, by the Spirit of our God. Brothers and sisters, some of you have forgotten the grace and the love that was extended to you, that even while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. Admittedly, I know how hard it is to go to church. You know, I wasn't always a pastor. I did my share of running from the Lord, and it takes a lot to get up and go into a church that you've never been before, especially if you don't know anybody there. So I kind of understand the apprehension and the fear of being judged or not feeling fitting in. When I first became pastor of my church, I did a sermon series on becoming a welcoming church, and it was a necessary step because we were not a welcoming church. We'd have people that they would come and visit and never come back. And some of the people I were able to catch up with and ask them why. And they told me that they uh, felt invisible or nobody spoke to them, or maybe they got dirty looks when they sat down because they were sitting in somebody's usual seat. I challenged the congregation to think about uh, what was going on a bit. You know, what if a, a burly, tatted, and pierced up guy came in? What would be his experience? Someone that looked or, or maybe acted differently than most of the people that usually attend. What would happen? Would, would people stare? Would, would they stare clear of him? Would they um, not make him feel welcome? Would he feel ostracized? Actually kind of mortified thinking about it. And I, but I wonder if Montero had experiences like this. Was he ever at a place where he could ask for help or guidance from the church? So for everyone, Regardless of how you look, how you feel, what you do, the perfect place for you is in a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church. And I want everybody to feel welcome coming through our doors. But here's the catch. I also want everybody to leave being convicted of their sin. Regardless of what that sin is, I want people to know that God loves them so much that he sent his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. When we follow Christ, none of us will be left the same. As we grow spiritually, the Lord is, is constantly making us more and more like Christ. Romans 12 tells us that we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I love how Paul puts it in Ephesians 4. Uh, that we should uh, put off our old self, which belongs to the former matter 
of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. So uh, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Here, Paul's imagery is like taking off an old coat and putting on a new one. That old coat is it's out of style, is dirty, and it no longer fits. You put on that, that new self, that new coat that is made by the creator of all things, especially for you, regardless of what you think, regardless of what you feel or do, how you identify, your life will be changed when you follow Jesus. You're not what you think. You're not what you feel. You're not what you do. You are who a God says you are. You are a child of God. If we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But that begs the question, saved from what? We're being saved from the eternal separation from God. We're being saved from spiritual death and eternal torment. The scripture tells us uh, they will suffer the punishment of e eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. You see, God made a way for us to be forgiven and to escape judgment at an infinite cost to himself. But if we turn down God's loving offer of salvation and refuse to believe on Christ, then we're all condemned. No unbeliever will suffer in hell because God lacked love. They will suffer in hell because they made a choice to do so, like Lil Nas X. So I hope that we can be in prayer for Lil Nas X and everyone who feels like him. Let's pray that they would be open to hear about the finished work of Jesus Christ on their behalf. So I'd love to know what you think about on this subject, uh, what your response is, and uh, how we can add to this particular conversation. Let me know down in the comments. Don't forget to like and subscribe to uh, this channel and also share if you think this will be, be benefit to anybody that you might know. So I hope that you will be strong and courageous in living out your faith today.